0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Chad Hendricks. With me is Jeff Zeckler. So good to have you back, Jeff. Thanks, Chad. Great to be here. I don't like that. we're gonna delete that one out because I'm not having you back. Yeah, <laughs> you're that's, part yeah, of that's the, a good point. You're part that's of the podcast. Good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad Hendricks, along with my co-host, Jeff Zeckler. Jeff
1: Zeckler. Yeah, look at you coming in. Great to be here again.
0: So so glad to have everyone join us on the podcast and all the listeners. So great thing. Jeff, last time we had talked uh, a lot about a lot of topics in that intro podcast. And one of the pieces that really came out of that was this idea of emotions, attunement, what that means, and really... How do you lead men through conversations about emotions? It's an area that I have found and maybe it's not data-driven, but at least in my groups, it is an area that is missing almost 100% amongst men. I don't know if I've really met someone for the first time who I could say, oh, they really are in touch with their emotions and they're willing to share those emotions. It just doesn't happen in my circles. Your experience?
1: Well, yeah. And following that discussion that we had, that was probably the primary topic that really stood stood out to me that day. So we were recording on a Thursday and I happened to be leading a group of guys, um, my core men's group that evening on a Thursday night. And I didn't have a clear topic yet for what we were going to get into. We were done with a, a current book that we had been studying. And so there was a little bit of a break. Um, and so what I decided to do was just send out a wheel of emotions that kind of outlined. Hey, here are different ways that you might be feeling, and I said we're gonna we're gonna take turns to share and, and uh, talk about our week in. I am feeling blank because blank, and I was really nervous. that That kind of that kind of conversation scares me. Of saying. There's no really clear topic. There's no information that we're analyzing. This is just about us. This is just sharing kind of experiences from our week and how they made us feel. That's a space that I'm not personally comfortable with. Um, and so I'm trying to lead and it's from a space of vulnerability. Um, and it is uncomfortable for me. So I I led it that evening and had some really great uh, experiences from it. Um, that I think we can unpack a little bit more. Yeah,
0: when I think about the idea of leading men in in the group that I'm in, we meet every Tuesday and it's a smaller group. There's five of us. Uh, There's even been weeks where it's literally been just two of us just because of schedules or whatever it is. And it's virtual, um, which is probably a little bit of a different experience than being in person, just because of the whole, you know, body expressions and how you're feeling around people. There's a difference, I think, in that, but it has been extremely effective uh and everybody who misses a week or two says i really felt that i missed it not only did i miss it because i like to be around you but i can feel there's there's been a difference in me in the last couple weeks just because i have missed that and haven't had the chance to express it and it's really hard to explain to someone what's the benefits of doing this without having experienced it. It's not like you can say, you know what? Your marriage is gonna be a seven out of a 10 instead of a five out of 10 because you've come to this group and you've shared your emotions. Like, it, It's difficult yeah. to explain the benefits, but I can tell you that they're there. So that, that to me has been the amazing part of being in a, a part of a group like that, sharing those emotions.
1: You know, you talk too about going virtual, which right now, you know, I'm in Ohio and here the winters, um, you know, it's actually been kind of nice out right now, but that's abnormal. And the group of guys that I'm with range from 26 to 46. And there are three guys in the group right now that have brand new infants. And they're not able to like on a Thursday night, leave their wife and their, and their young kids very often. And so we had been meeting early Friday mornings. And so when we made the switch to Thursday nights, the only way to make that work is one with the weather and with the, you know, people needing to stay at home is, is move it over into a digital space. And so we're just using zoom and I am shocked at how well, uh, that interaction is going. It does Does take a facilitator like you have to have somebody guiding the conversation you can't just leave it open to anyone talks at any time because that's where people feel awkward and you're stepping over the top of someone and all those things with digital communications it feels so frustrating so it helps for me to instead say um all right Jim you're going to talk next you know like or hey can you share your story now Steve right and that helps keep the conversation going and it being in video, it being in kind of in your own space, your own home felt like it worked really well for this kind of emotional sharing, right? Of, hey, I'm sharing blank because blank. Um, and, and I think too, a really critical piece of the success of it was I started by modeling something that was uncomfortable for me. So I, sh- I looked at the, the wheel of emotion And where I feel most comfortable in the Wheel of Emotions is only in one half of it, which is in the side that you might call like the positive emotions, things like peaceful or powerful or joyful and happy. Um, Those are things that I'm totally comfortable sharing, right? Like, great, I'll tell you about good experiences from my week. But there's another side of it that's like, no, I'm not as comfortable here. Like the sad and mad and scared and shameful and embarrassed. Th- those are not spaces that I'm I'm used to uh, really expressing out loud to anybody, um, or even writing down. Like I just hold on to them. And as I'm trying to practice this space further, I, I modeled for the group of, hey, I'm through this week. You know, I just had a concert, watched my daughter. I'm feeling you know, some some elements of, uh, you know, feeling joyful and watching her perform, also feeling uh, some of those like experiences of thinking about when she was in first grade and sentimental and some, some of those like more positive things. And I said, but you know, if I'm being honest, I'm also holding on to some embarrassment from an interaction I had with my wife uh, that didn't go the way I wanted, right? Like where I was approaching her more towards the end of an evening, uh, desiring some level of intimacy, and I got kind of shut down. And that just led to complete level of embarrassment, and just feeling of of kind of shame, uh, in even approaching, approaching her in that way. I do not normally share that out loud. And I felt very uncomfortable. And then when I said when a few guys wanted to respond, and they and they dug in and just asked some good questions about what I was feeling. And after a few minutes, I just said, Okay, well, that that models a little bit of, you know, what I thought we could do. And, uh, hey, Steve, would you go next? Right. And, and they, every guy in the group continued to kind of model that same thing of sharing something from the week that was maybe more on the quote unquote positive side, but then also expressing something more vulnerably of saying like, hey, and if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I, I'm still feeling a little scared over this thing that happened, or I'm feeling a little mad and, or angry. And like, there were some really good uh, pieces where like, I'm feeling hurt from this thing that happened at work. And something about having the, the emotional word associated with the context of the story was more powerful. Because sometimes I think when we're just sharing stories and saying about something that happened at work, we make assumptions from each other about how that person might be feeling. When really it was different. So there were some stories that started to get shared of, hey, this thing happened to me. Or as I was interacting with my child, I got, um, you know, I didn't have the response that I wanted. And I'm like, oh, oh that must have been, that must have made them feel kind of angry. And then they said, like, no, I, I was feeling really inferior. You know, I was feeling um, really lonely. I was, oh, that is a very different emotional space that you were feeling than I would have thought based on just the context. And I think as we're attempting to grow deeper in our relationships, grow our own ability to express emotions like that practice and and actually associating the emotion with the context um, is something that I was, you know, learning new this week.
0: What's interesting for our group is we're using a different list of emotions. And in our list, there's only one emotion that would be on the positive side, right? It's, I feel gladness. All of the other emotions are Hurt, lonely, sad, shame, guilt, fear, right? Everything else you would naturally say, oh, those are the bad emotions. And, (laughs) And I think what's important to realize, emotions are not meant to be a bad thing or a good thing because there can be a gift from every single emotion that you're feeling there is a good side of what that emotion is flagging for you or for triggering for you. And now that might be really hard without some context. So let's, let's, just talk about some of those pieces. I had an experience last week in which I was, I was very angry it was, I had an employee who wanted certain things, huge, substantial raise, right? And I had some emotions around this and it was my, what I would have told you was that I felt angry. And then with some clarification from talking for the, with a buddy, it really was ah, my anger was actually covering up my fear. I actually had a fear around it. And the fear was is I, I, I knew that I hadn't previously handled things the way they should have to set up expectations in the right way. And I had a fear of I didn't really know how to handle the situation. I was actually fearful of this uncertainty that came out. And so an interesting side of like the fear or anxiety is now. this is coming from a book called voice of the heart. The positive side of fear and anxiety is it's a trigger for you to say, Oh, I need either more wisdom in this situation or I need to have more faith. And it's, it's like, Oh, those are the things I actually need at this
1: moment. How'd you get, so what was, how'd you get to the, what you need space, like thro- So through that journey of like feeling those different emotions, expressing them, how, how'd you get to that leap then of like, oh, here's what I actually need and how that's related to the emotion.
0: Yeah. Honestly, know? that was from, that's from the book voice of the heart by chip Dodd really lays that out where it's, it's saying, you know, in your sadness. So like, that's another example. If you have sadness, what you really need from somebody else is for them to accept why you're sad. Mm. Um, if i'm lonely it means i need connection Um, if i'm angry which the positive side of anger is i might be really passionate about something and i just need the opportunity to express that so when i'm angry i need a chance to be able to express that anger Um, i I can't bottle it up that's the negative that'll create the negative side of it Um, if i'm if i feel guilt I need to seek forgiveness. If I'm feeling shameful, I need to seek how to become more humble, right? There's, there's these triggers to say, you're feeling this. What's the positive side of this? Sometimes, honestly, for me, I, I kind of sometimes procrastinate things mm-hmm. work related, personal related, whatever it is. It takes me, to feel stress and anxiety and fear about something at a certain level that finally I will do it. So the feeling of fear and stress and anxiety sucks, but it's, it's triggering me like, Hey, you're supposed to be doing something right now. And you're not, why are you (laughs) not doing this? And so it gets me to do something that I was supposed to be doing. And so in that case, really the fear, the stress, anxiety about it is actually a positive because it it made me do something that is actually a positive in my life.
1: Well, that makes me think back to, you know, one of our kind of really bonding experiences of creating a a wedding photo booth together, that our first photo booth was a complete prototype and experiment at someone's wedding, right? That we had said, Hey Jim, do you want this? uh, Do you want a photo booth at your wedding? And he was, yeah, that sounds great. How much would it cost? We're like, Oh no! It'd be it'd be free. We're gonna just experiment. We're gonna we're gonna try it. And it was like a week before the wedding, and we had to go and buy parts and soak curtains and figure out a laptop and a printer, and then you know set it up with with no real certainty that this was gonna work. It came with a ton of stress, anxiety, and fear. And I remember that that night at the wedding, twice people stepped on a curtain. And it pulled the entire booth down and the PVC pipe we had used got disconnected. The the printer ran out of ink and we had to run to, uh, I think it was Circuit City at the time (laughs) to get some new ink cartridges. Like it, I felt like embarrassment also that evening. And at the end, we had two people sign up for future use of our photo booth. And one person came up and said, Hey, are you available October 24th for, for our wedding? And we're like, uh, let me check my calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Let me check the calendar. Uh, yeah, we, we are, we are free that evening. And they're like, Oh, how much is it? Um, and we looked at each other and we're like, um, $500. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh my gosh, $500. That's amazing. And then someone else came up and said, are you available this you know, September 3rd for a school event? And we're like, yeah, yeah, I think we are. How much would it cost? Um, 500. And they, they got a negative face and they're like, oh, that's a little too much for our, our budget. We're like, you know what? Did you say school? Actually for schools, we give a discount. It's only $300, <laughs> right? So I remember... I can still feel some of those feelings which I might associate as being negative. And yet they were necessary to propel us forward into actually trying something into the formation of a business into the creation of, you know, like getting our first business, uh, getting our first, you know, paychecks to actually then build a real photo booth and get some real equipment, and actually pay for the software that at the time we were stealing. Borrowing, so, yeah, borrowing. <laughs> it's like a free You're trial. it until we, <laughs> until we could afford to pay for it. Um, but I really like that point that, like, as you start to get into that space of, I am feeling this feeling, and what do I want? And eventually, getting to the space of, and how does this benefit me? Why? Why would we have this feeling available to us? Um, God gave us all of these feelings to experience for a reason. And I think I just ignore some of them often, right? And and just feel like, well, no, I there's no way I'm meant I'm meant to feel angry and hostile and frustrated, right? I should just ignore those uh, when really they, they serve a purpose and it's important to dig in and find out, yeah, what purpose? What purpose is that maybe fulfilling right now? Well, what might this be saying to me? How how can this, you know, make me more aware? It's the is curiosity. That was something. I wanted to comment too on the, like when you first started to say like, okay, in the voice of the heart, it talks about emotion and it ties it to what you might need. I immediately saw that as, oh, this is a great tool for me to help others, right? Like as a way for me to process my wife, Kristen's emotions or my kids' emotions. And as you kept talking, I realized, oh, but I also need to be aware for myself of what I need when I'm feeling that emotion like that's probably the right place to actually start is that self-awareness and what might I need and allow that to then extend out into being able to help others I, I think
0: it's the curiosity piece it's looking at it and saying why am I angry right now and it's not about feeling then guilty about that you're feeling angry in that moment. It's about taking the time to examine why that's happening. Is it because you're super passionate about something and and there's an injustice? And, and of course you're gonna be angry about that. And you should express yourself, right? And you need to express yourself to your wife or to whoever like who'll listen. You know, and this could be a world issue. It could be a very personal issue, whatever it is, right? I see there's some unfairness here. I'm passionate about it. The other side of it is I'm feeling angry right now at my kid because it's triggering something from my childhood. And the only way to to know that is to slow down and, and start to examine that. Like, why am I, like, we could be in the same situation and I could act like what you said earlier. I'm expecting that a guy's story would create a specific emotion. I would have guessed that he would be angry in that moment or feeling guilty and he goes, I'm lonely. So we can we will respond in different ways and it's why why are you responding lonely and why would I respond angry in that in that same context.
1: Oh, and, and one of the things that normally happens when we're sharing is we just share the context and then people respond. And people respond making assumptions of what you're feeling like, oh, yeah, I'd be upset too with that manager who, you know, behaved that way or, oh, yeah, that's really frustrating how you're and suddenly the conversation has gone in a direction that was not the emotional direction that that person was feeling. Uh, And that that can feel frustrating and confusing. And like suddenly that person now might be like, oh, yeah, maybe I should be feeling angry instead of what I was feeling. Uh, and I think anytime I gotta be aware of those like shoulds around emotions. Like anytime I on
0: people. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to shoot on myself. I don't want to shoot on other people. Um, yeah, and I think that's a space that I, I, I have to start to recognize. Of, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way, or I should feel this way instead. That just leads to more shame that leads to more self-doubt and and does not get me ultimately what I need. I, I have to recognize, I just need to accept, I am feeling this way and that is okay, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, and let's go back to the, the function of leading a men's group. So when someone says, you know, I'm feeling lonely, the first response we should really have is the curiosity response, is asking mm-hmm. them more questions about that. And not necessarily first going to well I would feel angry right, so I what I want us to do is to not abandon the person. Right someone just shared that they were lonely or they're feeling guilty or they're shameful or whatever it is. and our and a lot of times our first instinct is to go back to like what happened like what made you feel that way versus like jumping in with them and saying like oh that was really sad like tell me more about that the tell me more question is an amazing facilitator question
1: yeah absolutely
0: tell me more about the sadness like tell me more about that you don't even have to expand upon that question it's just tell me more allow them to get into that and really dig down because what happens is we start at this very surface level like i was sad well like tell me more about the sadness in that situation and then they start giving you a little bit more and like oh like I mean how is how is that related to your like past story oh well you know when I was growing up like and you start to get them to and what you're doing is you're helping them explore and mine more into their emotions and dig deeper because oftentimes when we have an emotion we think we understand why we're having an emotion and it's really triggered by something else so it's why the context doesn't we may not have the same emotion in the same context because my experiences growing up and throughout my life are very different than yours we're not psychological twins so allow that person to dig in deep and ask them the questions now we do have in our group afterwards after you dig in with someone hey did anybody have emotions based off of jeff's story because it it will oftentimes create your own emotions in it, and it allows you then to explore your story in a little deeper, something that you probably weren't even thinking of. A lot of times that's the case. I had this happen last week where a guy described his story, and it brought me to my own story, and I was like, oh man, I wasn't even thinking about that today. Like, that wasn't what I was at all going to be talking about. Well,
1: yeah, and may not have even been thinking about this year, right? Like, it might expose something. And and (laughs) Honestly, it
0: was something that I haven't even thought about my whole life. Uh Um, And so, you know, in just the quick context, it related back to my biological father, who I've never met, and I haven't had a cure. And so it's something I haven't thought about ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> right and, and so like, you know like as I'm thinking about you know how do we wrap this up into like the the one two three suggestions of how to lead men through some of that emotional journey well, what you're saying there is is really important as I think back to kind of the starting point of you know begin simply by requesting uh, like hey I'm feeling blank because blank and if you haven't already had a lot of conversations about emotions, just share, just search for emotional wheel, right? And you'll find various different guides that different types of emotions, anything that gives some words to people's language, so that somebody can point at it. So start simply with a basic question, then lead and demonstrate what that looks like by, uh, you know, being humble and actually sharing kind of a range of emotions that you are experiencing, so guys feel comfortable doing the same thing, and and keep pushing towards curiosity, right? Getting people to ask questions of like, oh, tell me more about that and avoid advice giving, uh, which I I actually found just having a conversation around emotions did not naturally lead into people giving advice, but sometimes it might. And so I think you just have to be aware. We want to remain curious and we don't want to just jump to advice. And then that, that kind of fourth piece of recognizing people might have emotions off of just what's being shared and it might be evoking something for someone else so acknowledging that this might have uh created other responses and allow some of that space so you know starting simply leading by example uh promoting curiosity and acknowledging uh, that that might have impact on other emotions that feels like yeah, a really good recipe towards a meaningful conversation uh, that allows people to go a bit deeper and I guess the, you know, the fifth thing that's kind of unspoken is like, what do you do the next day? Because sometimes these, um, these experiences, I think, open something up that's abnormal. Like maybe the guys haven't normally opened up. And I think if, if you can somehow promote encouragement the next day, you know, like whether it's partner people up, whether it's the leader reaching out in text, something that just says like. Hey, last night you, you shared how you were feeling. Blank. How are you feeling today? J- just something that acknowledges that. Hey, hey, you opened up last night, and you know how are you feeling today? Because I know, like last when I shared about my last week Thursday, that next morning I felt really tired and emotionally empty, and I'm not exactly sure why. I didn't really process it that well, um, and I think that would have been really useful to have somebody reach out and say like, Hey, how are you feeling today? Just to get me rethinking about, Oh yeah, that was abnormal for me and I maybe need to process it. There's a couple of things
0: as you were talking about those steps um, that come into play. The, the very first step, one thing that we do in our group is actually we don't go into the because right away. We simply mm-hmm. share this week. I was feeling very angry, fearful, and guilty. And then after someone shares, everybody just says, Thank you for sharing Jeff it's it's meant to be this confirmation of it's okay to share your feelings right and for you to verbally hear that. So you can combine those into like the because right away, or you could separate that out when you talked about the what happens after the fact. Now I happen to be in a a good situation in which my wife has also been going to counseling for almost as many years as I have you know she's gone to retreats just like I have and all stuff I was able. What I would, And I haven't done it recently, So, but early on, what I was doing is almost immediately after that meeting on Tuesday, I would go to Shelly and I would say, hey, this is what I checked in with, and then share share my thoughts, mm. which then led a few weeks after that for me to go in, hey, Shelly, why don't you check in with me? You'd be amazed at the conversations that start and how Well, they go because typically wives want their husbands to share their emotions.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine there's any wives of, you know, husbands listening to this podcast that wouldn't appreciate, hey, how are you feeling? I'm curious, (laughs) right? Like that is a good starting question. Um, Then, hey, I'd love if you could check in with me about how I'm feeling or, you know, like anything that's related to, I want to understand you at, at a more emotional level i want you to know, understand me at a more emotional level it is going to lead to a positive interactions um in the long in the long run I, I i do think sometimes that can create some short-term messes um especially if you've been hiding emotions along the way and now you start to try, just try to jump in and express them to, you know that's going to create a bit of initial confusion and, and have to unpack but that starting point of hey how are you feeling I'm curious, and if you're truly curious and can avoid just feeling defensive or angry based on her response, uh, I think that's going to lead to something really positive.
0: It's it's why I did preface. She's been in counseling. She's been, you know, so we're we're in a spot where we were able to have some healthy conversations around that, especially when it dealt with each other. Because here's the thing: is sometimes when I'm angry with my wife, it's not my wife's fault all the time. Sometimes it's my own fault. Right. I'm getting angry about something that really doesn't necessarily mean like, once again, we could be in the same context and you might not get angry with my wife if you were her husband, but I am. Right. So where can you address that in a healthy way? But then the other side of it is who doesn't have a story where you're walking around the house and you're like, oh, she's pissed off today. You can just tell she's pissed (laughs) off today. Right. And you go, shit, what did I do? Oh, I swore. I don't know if I can do that, but shoot, what did I do? Right. And, uh, and then you, and then the times where I've asked her, Hey, can you check in with me? What's going on? It's not even about me, but I was assuming it was, which then made me get all defensive. And then, you know, and then we just have this, and when you can finally have it talked about, it's amazing how those, those walls come down a little bit. So it's very effective. If even if you go to, Hey, why don't you check in with me? Mm because i don't know what's going on right now what's going on inside you know and maybe it is she is she might be angry with you that's possible too you know Then i get into the oh shoot i'm sorry i didn't i didn't want to make you feel that way like you know into that kind of conversation the other thing you check you mentioned was the the check-ins after the fact in some cases i I have a friend who's been doing this for a really long time and he's had some really hard times his counselor actually had him he was having daily check-ins with another guy because that was what was required he was so far removed from his emotions that it required him to check in daily Mm -hmm. his anger was so over the top and he would go to angry so fast he just needed that over and over again for a good chunk of time so you you know right now this is a, a once a week group that i'm doing this in that may not be enough and i will tell you this the hardest part is i don't reach out enough other times during the week to the guys to check in with them there should be more times where I'm I should just call them up randomly and like hey Ben I'm really feeling this right now I just wanted to check in
1: well and I, I think that's where too like I need to recognize as a leader what my strengths and giftings are I'm not a great what you might consider to be a pastor um, I'm a better like apostle or evangelist, like someone who's going out and claiming new ground and continuing to move. Um, I'm not great at like sitting in and checking in. Um, and so that's a space too, where I could empower someone else in the group to be like, Hey, could you, could you reach out or like pairing people off so that the responsibility is spread? Cause I know when I'm looking at like, Oh, I've got to, I've got to write to these eight guys this week. It doesn't happen. I don't make space in my calendar for that Mm. and at some points i have to realize maybe that's okay right and that's where yeah i don't i don't want to should too much on myself of it it already took a lot just to get to leading that first meeting and and you know being able to keep the thing moving and going um and i think as a leader some of my growth is going to be in how do i actually empower others in those spaces where i know i have a gap and and or use tools like yeah, partner up or send each other a text message and like basically reassign what I know would be helpful uh, to, to different to different guys.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of effective ways I think to get other people involved. Oftentimes as a leader, you feel like you have to do it all.
1: Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> I I know I feel some of that. <laughs> well, I'm guessing some of some of the people listening today, um, you know, might be feeling some of that too. And as as you're listening, getting some good tips and thoughts for how to approach other men in your life, whether that whether that's just one person you're you're going to be meeting with for lunch or having coffee, uh, and you can just say like, "Hey, what? How are you feeling today?" right? And, and dig in with curiosity. Uh, don't jump as quickly into that space of advice. And if you've got a group of guys that you're leading or connecting with in some way, shape, or form, sending out a little pre-work that says like, hey, tonight I'd like to just fill in the blank of this question. I'm feeling blank. Uh, and you can add the because blank or just leave it at, I'm feeling blank, right? And, um, and, and, and allow some space for people to share, to ask questions, uh, and to just become aware of, you know, how, how that will lead to a greater self-awareness and, and may ultimately lead to um, deeper relationships with those that you're around and, and who are in your own household. The power of the word really stands out to me. When you ask somebody, how are you
0: doing? Oftentimes you get the, hey, fine, good, things like that. Switch it up. Just ask somebody, hey, how are you really doing? And you'd be amazed at the responses you
1: get so maybe just want <laughs> oh, to That's interesting. You just passing someone on the street being like how are you really feeling? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it's probably all in your tone, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not too aggressive. You got to go a little softer. Hey, how are you really feeling? That that sounds better than how are you really feeling. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I've done that with friends where I'll say, "How are you? hey, how are you doing? And they're like, oh, good, you know. Blah, blah, blah. And I just sense some, something else and I'll be like, wait, no. How are you really doing? You know, mm, even with buddies. Yeah. You know, that we want to get a little deeper with. So it's been fantastic, Jeff. I so appreciate you taking the time for us to be able to do this together, be able to share Absolutely. this information. And really everybody who's listening, just really appreciate that you're taking the time to do this. I think it's something amazing when someone takes the time to try to, better themselves, find some personal growth. This this information, even just today, it can affect marriage, friendships, parenting, being a son or daughter and dealing with your mm-hmm. own parents. I mean, it really has some massive effects. And so, you know, kudos to the people that are listening because you're taking the time to actually do this versus something that may be just escapism versus actually helping you out.
1: go forth and be bold.